Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. up everybody welcome back to another episode of late night drive my name is ellie schnitt i am your host i'm your driver i'm so happy you're here i hope you had a great week but if you didn't this is the place to be let's chat about it let's feel a little bit better um i'm coming to you live on a monday actually i mean today's tuesday probably when you're listening to this but i'm recording on a monday because i was so hungover yesterday i thought I thought death had perhaps come like I was like this this has to be the end and I but but you know like the one saving grace of a hangover right is like okay I just have to get through today and then tomorrow I'll feel better okay well I woke up today (laughs) and I appear to be going on day two of the hangover but you know what that's fine it's cool it's fun I thought I had a little bit more time before before two-day hangover started hitting for me but you know what just we're looking on the bright side it's may it's kind of a beautiful day i think winter had its last stand last week i don't know i feel like everyone i know was like this week fucking was shitty weather just rain and cold and shitty and i literally feel like it was winter being like don't forget about me and we're like okay we get it okay but it is may and i want to wear dresses i want to wear flirty little sundresses i want sundress season even though I'm not looking forward to that season where you're wearing sundresses and then you sit on a subway seat and just like your entire, like your whole ass cheeks are somehow just like on the seat. You're like, okay, whole pussy on the, on, on the subway seat. Oh, I had a question. You know, sometimes people are like, oh yeah, my outfit, my dress, my skirt, whatever. Like it was too tight to wear underwear. So I'm like not wearing underwear. Where does, wh- what is where <laughs> where does the like are you just leaving a snail trail all over town like what is the situation there like how do you do it is there nothing like are you is there are, are, I don't because I don't understand how how you're how you're doing that like it, it, am I missing something like give me the secret because I mean I don't know. I'm curious about it, but I've never been able to be like, <laughs> like, let me just. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, today is today is Monday. I have a headache. <laughs> I threw up so hard yesterday that like all the blood vessels in my face popped. I look like I have freckles, but they're all red. It's uh, very cute, very fun. And I didn't even drink that much. It's just that I had like a lot of sugar with the alcohol. And I can't do that. Yeah, I cannot do that. My body, my body is not, does not accept like sugar and alcohol. Like I can drink, if I drink like a a gin and water, vodka water, whatever, like I probably won't be hungover. If I have anything that tastes good, (laughs) I'm fucked. And I tried espresso martini for the first time. 
Now, what the fuck are people talking about when it comes to express when it comes to espresso martinis? Because I mean, yes, it was delicious. I'll give you that. But I, I thought I was going to die yesterday. And even in fact, today, I still kind of feel like I'm going to die. And the only thing it has to be that espresso martini. Like there's no other explanation like something about the combination of like, ugh, like the condensed milk and like the coffee and like it's just heavy and there's vodka oh my god I can't I genuinely can't even talk about it oh god okay oh god yeah I am not team espresso martini if you oh god if you can drink them more more power to you but I I'm out I'm out on them I think they're on the out list for me that's just not gonna happen for me like even oh god yikes and like I'm just like hungover. Um, I had this new lotion, this new like lotion body oil stuff that I got, and it's supposed to have this like very fresh like gardeny scent. Now tell me why it smells like tequila to me. I like was putting it on and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. Maybe I need to like just not dry, like dry May because this was like a, having a two day hangover is genuinely tra- traumatizing. Like. I'm not anxious in the way that I normally am. I just don't feel good. Yesterday, I I was acting like I was sick. Like I had like soup and Gatorade all day to try to feel better. And I just didn't. But yeah, I don't know. Fine weekend. Like nothing really crazy happened. I like just had dinner with a friend and we both were like, we both were like, oh, like, I feel like we're really gonna have a night like I feel like we're gonna have a night like should we like make out with somebody like should we like go and you know meet up with these two guys like we really like we're gonna do it and then we like stepped one foot into this bar and we looked at each other and we were just like no and in fact it's bedtime I think in fact it's time to go to bed like (laughs) Like, I've never had a more a feeling of more certainty of like, no, 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 no. In fact, this is not worth it. And it is time to go to sleep because we went to this bar that was like a carry. Like, OK, first of all, the entrance to this bar was like on like one of those streets that looks like a warehouse street. Like it looks like no one lives there. There's no businesses. It's like spooky. It was like a warehousey door. And then we went in and we climbed up these stairs. And it was like, oh, this isn't a part. Like, somebody lives here. This is someone's home. Like, I don't understand. We, like, went in this door that I genuinely looked like it was just, like, somebody's apartment door. But then it was a full bar. And we're like, this, I don't understand what this is. And on a normal circumstance, I might be down to explore. But I, I don't think I'm up for this today. <laughs> and I don't, t- I don't know where we were. I don't know what it was called. It's one of those things where I kind of feel like if we went back, it wouldn't be there. Like, <laughs> like um, it was like a Narnia thing, you know? I don't know. Anyways, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, I know last week was really tough. Yeah, last week was really tough. I um, So Monday night, I was like editing the podcast after Taylor talk. And I was like watching the Met Gala red carpet or whatever it is. And making fun of the celebrity outfits and then Roe v. Wade got overturned. <laughs> that was dystopian. Like the juxtaposition of like this really elaborate, gaudy celebrity eat the rich event and then, oh, like 
also this like horrible political thing is also happening. Like, I don't know, the dichotomy of those two things happening at the same time was just it was like almost too on the nose. Like it was like a little too it was like, okay, like the writers of America season whatever, like they need a pay raise or something because like they're getting lazy like they're. (laughs) This was too obvious. Um, No, that was that was not fun. Not fun. It's been a it's honestly it's been a really tough week, especially like it's not just Roe v. Wade. I mean, like you're hearing reports everywhere that like even like IUDs and birth control are going to be criminalized, miscarriages being criminalized. And it's like, what fucking what the fuck are we doing? Like what's going on? And that's it's really tough. I, I mean, I, I had a couple DMs that were just asking, like, what do you do? Like, how do you deal with existential dread and how do you deal with this? Um, this overwhelming feeling of frustration when it comes to things like this. And it's like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm frustrated too. I'm angry too. I don't really feel like I have the answers. I mean, the entire thing with abortions, it's like, let me just say this first and foremost, like it's nobody's goddamn business if you want to have an abortion or need to have an abortion. Like go for it I'm pro-choice and more than that I'm pro-abortion like I literally am like I don't understand why a clump of cells has more value than a full woman's life like that just is ridiculous to me I think it's also ridiculous to act like abortion isn't life-saving health care as well it's not just like you know I'm not ready to have a child or I don't want to have a child or whatever like it's also like very much life-saving medicine ectopic pregnancies etc I mean even for me This is not something I talk about, like, really ever, because it's, I think, very personal. But whatever, I'll talk about it Um, now. It's like, I have polycystic kidney disease. I was diagnosed at three months of age. And basically, to, like, simplify it, I guess, my kidney function has just been going down my entire life. At some point, I'm going to need a transplant, um, which is fine. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nobody worry. I'm fine. But the thing is, like, for the last couple years, I've been at about... 25% kidney function and if I were to get pregnant like I would have to get an abort like I couldn't not get an abortion it's like the only choice it's that or die like I couldn't carry to term I would die the baby would die like no one's surviving in that scenario and it's like there's no viability there so it's ridiculous to act like abortion is not life-saving medicine and life-saving health care as well So the whole thing is a mess, right? It's a fucking mess. And it is frustrating and it is scary and it is dystopian and it is upsetting. And like, it's also doubly upsetting because like, what the fuck are we? (laughs) Why the fuck are we electing these people then? Like, pardon? I love the way that people are like, you know, it's like, oh, vote for us and this bad thing will not happen. But then it happens and you're like, okay, but it's not like we cannot vote for you because you might be fucking useless. I mean, we're not getting health care. We're not getting college debt erased. We're not apparently not getting abortions, but the other side are fucking demons and apparently could do something much worse. So it's like you're between a rock and a hard place. And it feels like, why am I voting? But then you like feel like you have to vote. Otherwise, something worse will happen. But then the bad things are happening anyways. And it's like, who wouldn't feel frustrated? Who wouldn't feel confused and upset and angry? Like, it's fucking horrible isn't it like if you pay too close attention to politics like you like want to die a little bit for sure for sure (laughs) so we don't really have advice on how to deal with the existential dread or the anger I just say you know feel it feel the anger and feel the frustration and hopefully you know we can be angry enough 
that we can do something about this. Because Jesus fucking Christ, it is truly insane. And yeah, I just can't, I really can't believe this is happening. I know a lot of people are like, I can. And it's like, okay, good for fucking you. I can't. <laughs> I genuinely can't believe this is happening. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I just wanted to talk about that really quickly just because it's happening. And I wanted to acknowledge that. And also that like, if you're feeling feelings, like feel those feelings. Because I think we're all with you on that. And yeah, it fucking sucks. It really, really goddamn does. But today, <laughs> today's episode is not about that. Today, we're going to talk a, a couple things. So last week, I said we were going to do some, you know, more boundary chat. The number one DM that I got, I mean, I got this like maybe 17 times and it was also asked for in the discord as well, was talking about boundaries when it comes to your partner talking with or spending time with or like having a relationship with their ex and boy do I have a lot to say about this but before we get into that um I have a fun little spring date challenge that I just want to issue to everybody and then I think we should talk about jealousy and then from jealousy we'll talk about ex boundaries because I feel like the two go hand in hand and I also have a lot to say about jealousy I guess we can call this like the jealousy episode in fact, I probably will call it the jealousy episode or something, something clever. We'll see. But yeah, that'll be that'll be today's episode. And if that sounds like fun to you, keep on listening. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and you know your work issues or your friend issues your relationship issues but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. 
Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com Ellie. That's storyworth.com Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, we're back. That's I'm realizing that that you have no context for why I said we're back. But um, my the recorder died. And I don't know what, you know how it's like a little ribbon? So it can help you get batteries out or whatever. I don't know. The ribbon wasn't there. And I had to dig them out with a pen. Honestly, weird vibes today, besties. Weird, weird vibes. Two-day hangover. My Zoom recorder dying. I don't know. I don't know. Weird vibes. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, let's chat. Let's chat about the spring date challenge that I wanted to issue. Issue to us all. So on Friday night. Nope, that's a lie. On Saturday night. I was out with my friend and there's this guy that I had been kind of talking to on a dating app and I was kind of like, ooh, like I want to see you, like whatever. We had kind of like vague plans to see each other on Saturday night after I was at my dinner, but then my dinner was running late and my friend and I were like, should we just like see if he'll make it a double date? (laughs) Like see if he'll drag a friend? Like, I don't know. Um, So I texted him and I was just like, hey, like I'm with my friend. She's very cute and she's my age should we turn this into a double? Because he said he was in Williamsburg with his friends. And it did almost happen. It's just that we all were like, it's it, the, the vibes are weird and I want to go to bed. <laughs> like everybody had the same feeling on Saturday. And I thought that this was like the perfect little challenge to issue for the end of spring before it turns into summer. I think I'm issuing the double date, the spring double date challenge. Here's what you do. You first find a guy. You find a guy on social, you know, however you want to find him. Friend of a friend, social media, dating app. Personally, I genuinely think that Twitter is a dating app. Like, I feel like I always find people on Twitter. Of course, it never really works out, so maybe I should stop doing that. Okay, so you're going to find a guy or whoever that you want to go out with. Guy, girl, whomever you are interested in going out with. You find them, and then you make vague plans, and then you say, is you're testing their spontaneity, right? You're testing to see if they're fun and spontaneous and if they have cool and normal friends. These are all important things to find out. And you say, hey, very random, but, you know, I'm with my friends still. Would you want to make this into a double? And, uh, and then you see what he says or what she says or what they say. 
And I think it's like a great challenge to try to discover like, okay, is this person fun? Are they spontaneous? Do they have cool, normal friends? And also like, are they down to like do something a little different? Like, are they down to change plans last minute? Or is he going to be weird about it? Is, you know, people's reaction when you change things last minute is, I mean, it's very telling to like who they are as a person and like how they're going to be as a partner when things come up. And I also think a double date is, <laughs> it's a lot less pressure than like a regular date. And I mean, I guess in some ways it can be more pressure, but I feel like that's when you're with an established couple. Like there's something very like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do in this scenario. Like they're so in love and I don't even really know this person. And it's like, oh, there's like pressure here because um, they really want this date to work. But in a scenario where like none of you really know each other, it can really just be a super comfortable way to get to know people without it having to be some super pressurized thing. Like sometimes a date one-on-one, -on -one, that sounds nice, right? Like it's, for me, like that's probably my preferred method, but sometimes it feels like there's so much, yeah, there's so much pressure there for it to be good, for you to be interesting and carry the conversation like it's kind of intimidating like what if you really don't like each other like what if something's awkward what if you want to leave what if he says something scary <laughs> like men are scary like I don't know I was talking to my friend the other night because she was going on her first ever like dating app date she's been single since college I mean, she's seen people here and there, but she's she hasn't really tried to like date actively. Um, she was really working on herself, which I really I love that for her. And she finally feels like she's ready, but she was going on her first ever like date date. And I was like, this is so exciting, but she needed to be talked down a little. She was like really scared, really nervous, really anxious. And obviously I gave her that perspective of just like, listen, it's a date. Though it's it's an hour at worst. You know, it's one drink at worst. It's a little awkward at worst. Like you really can survive it. But why not survive it with a friend? <laughs> you know, why not survive it with an ally? And honestly, like when you're with your friend, you can make your friend look really good. They can make you look really good. And the same goes for like whoever you're on a date with. They can make their friend look really good. Their friend can make them look really good. You see how people interact in a group dynamic. You see how they interact with their friends. Sometimes we're different. I mean, often I think we're different around our friends. I mean, the first time that you meet somebody like around their friends, you might be like, oh, my God, like, who the fuck have I been going out with? Like, Literally, who are you? I just honestly think a, a double date first date could be a really fun, cute thing for spring. Like, especially if you're not necessarily looking for something serious, you just want like a summer fling, you just want something fun. A really easy, simple, low pressure first date where you just like have drinks with your friend and their friend like I 10 out of 10 recommend it so that's my challenge I'm issuing to you the spring double date challenge find a person ask them out ask them if they want to spontaneously turn it into a double grab a friend that you trust and enjoy yourself I think it's kind of the perfect solution to the first date fear if you are too nervous to be one-on-one -on -one with somebody especially if you're like just out of college and you're not really looking for anything serious or like you don't really know what you're doing in terms of dating like I remember there was such an adjustment period for me post-college because in college you don't like you don't like go on dates like you like you do not go on dates I mean maybe there are some places where you do but it would have genuinely been unhinged for a man to be like can I take can I take you on a date? Yeah, like let's let's go on a little stroll around the downtown area that's like mostly college bars. 
on like a hot dog store. <laughs> and it was like such an adjustment for me being like, oh, like I dress up and I get drinks or I get dinner or whatever. Like it's a very different scenario and it can be um, really intimidating if you don't really know what you're doing. And so I don't know. I think our goal for this like end of spring, early summer is to just like have fun, take the pressure off it and try to be spontaneous. Of course, if you're like me, you need a little preparation to be spontaneous. But that's why you're the one um, you're the one uh, asking for the spontaneity. <laughs> you're, you're not really being spontaneous. They're being spontaneous. But then you get to feel like you're being spontaneous, even though really you're not. You've been you've planned this. So in my opinion, the perfect way to be spontaneous. I can definitely be spontaneous if I know that I have to be spontaneous. If you tell me when to start being spontaneous, I can be super spontaneous. <laughs> um, but that's the spring double date challenge. I want to hear if you do it. I want to hear if you go. Um, I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. I'm going to make this guy do it. We were really close. We were really going to. But then we both were just like, it, I have to go to bed. <laughs> Which also sort of makes me feel like he might be the one for me because we were both on the same page about like, mm, it's raining and it's like 1230. Like maybe we just go to bed. <laughs> um, sounds like he might be the one. I'll keep you guys updated. The only problem with him is that he is British. And that's not a problem necessarily. It's just that I'm a problem. And I, those of you who know this know I can't not do a British accent when I hear a British accent. And I, um, I, I worry that he will end up killing me. So anyways, yeah, that's our spring double date challenge. Let me know if you do it. I want to see it in the DMs. I want to see it on Discord. I want to see it because I really recommend it. I think it is going to be the fun, hot, cool thing for the end of spring. And yeah, let's let's move on and let's talk about jealousy. Okay, the dumb assery today. I am falling apart. I like normally I'm able to record this entire thing in like one sitting and you know, I have like 16 different clips because I just I keep accidentally pressing the wrong button like I haven't done this a hundred times. Like I'm falling apart, besties. I'm falling the fuck apart. Okay, let's talk about jealousy. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. I have so much to say about this goddamn topic. I really do. So jealousy. There's something really interesting that happens when we think about the idea of being jealous. There's something where our brains tell us, society tells us, our friends tell us, other people tell us that jealousy is like bad and wrong and crazy. Like if you have jealousy, that means that you are crazy, like that you're in the wrong somehow for being jealous. As though jealousy is not just like a normal fucking emotion. I mean, I see shit all the time being like, um, <laughs> oh, you bitches are jealous people. Like I'm like just not a jealous person. And it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. I have feelings. <laughs> Jealousy is a completely normal human emotion, but like we're constantly being shamed for feeling it. And that does not help because you feel jealous and then you feel bad that you feel jealous because not only are you told it's a bad thing, but you're telling yourself it's a bad thing. And then all of a sudden you're like wrapped up in this horrible thing and you can't get out of it. It's like there's a pit in your chest and you're trying to crawl out of it, but you can't because you just keep clawing yourself deeper and deeper into this jealousy hole because, okay, you're jealous and then you feel 
feel bad about being jealous and then you feel um, like you need to overcompensate and be unjealous, but you're not. And then you're like obsessing about this thing that you're jealous about. And like it's this really vicious cycle when really jealousy is the most normal feeling that you could ever have. Like we are only human. You're not going to have only like sunshiny, beautiful, positive emotions all the time. And again, I'm not saying that jealousy is like a negative emotion, but it's like it's an uncomfortable emotion. The feeling of like someone has something that I want. That's an uncomfortable emotion. The feeling of this person loved my person before me. That's an uncomfortable feeling. That's an uncomfortable realization. Like there are so many valid reasons to feel jealousy. There's no such thing as an invalid reason to feel jealous. I remember like a lot of the times I've felt jealous, I've been like, and I'm literally being crazy. Like I need to stop. Uh, My therapist is always like, no, you are not being crazy. It's completely normal to feel jealous. Like jealousy is not a bad thing. Jealousy is completely normal. And honestly, half of what makes it so hard is that we tell ourselves it's not normal, that there's something wrong with us. I mean, we're going to talk about jealousy when it comes to like your ex's ex, sorry, your boyfriend's ex or whatever. The thing about jealousy is that a lot of times it tells us a lot more about ourselves or the situation than we think it does. Like you get wrapped up in the feeling and then you get concerned about the feeling and then you almost ignore what's actually going on. But if you stop for a second and you're like, I'm feeling jealous, what is happening to make me feel jealous? Is it that I'm feeling inadequate because of this situation? Is it because I'm comparing myself? Is it because I feel this type of way? Is it because this person's behavior is causing me to feel this way? Do I feel insecure because of their behavior? Like these are all conversations you can have with yourself that make jealousy productive. Like if every time you go out, you see a girl, you know, girls looking like super good and your first instinct is to like feel jealous and like feel like, you know, like want to hate on them a little bit. You can stop yourself. You feel that jealousy and think like, why am I jealous? Oh, it's because like I don't think that I'm as pretty as them. And then from there, you can work on your self-image or you can work on being like, you know, them being beautiful doesn't make me not beautiful, right? I think it's really important to be able to examine that kind of jealousy and like that feeling. Are you jealous because your friend is engaged and you're not? Like, look at that. Am I jealous because I want to be engaged? Am I jealous because I feel like scared that, you know, I'm not going to fall in love like that? Do I feel behind? Do I feel inadequate in some way? Does it affect me because I'm not sure that that's what I want, but maybe that's what I'm expected to have, you know? Do I feel this way because my parents are putting pressure on me to feel a, a certain type of way? Like, I think jealousy is like a It's like a truffle pig of emotions, right? Like its entire purpose is to alert you that there's something else going on there. And that a lot of the time it's not because like, I don't know, there's this like weird trope that like jealousy means if you're jealous, it just means you're like petty and you're small and you're immature in some way. Like there's this like really negative image of being jealous or even this kind of like crazy girlfriend image of being jealous. But it's not really about that, is it? It's about like, What's really going on there? And I think it's such a great notifier that there's something else happening that you are uncomfortable with or makes you feel scared or makes you feel lonely. Like those are workable things. Like if you can figure out 
what am I really feeling here? Why do I feel this way? Instead of judging yourself for being jealous, like you're going to be happier. You just are going to be happier because you don't have to like judge yourself and you might be working towards fixing some of those things. Let's say you have a friend who like constantly talks about their salary. And like you're happy for them. Of course you're happy for them. But there's a little part of you that's like really jealous because maybe you don't feel like you're as successful. You take that jealousy and you're like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I should be so happy because she's my friend. Okay. Should is not helpful (laughs) because how do you feel? You feel jealous. Why do you feel jealous? Is it because you're not satisfied with your career? Is it because um, it just makes you uncomfortable to talk about money? Is it because you know, there's any number of reasons it might be. And then from there, you can like almost um, take tangible steps to make that more comfortable for yourself. My number one philosophy in life is like the places where you can make life more comfortable for you, like that's what you should do. And jealousy is an inherently uncomfortable emotion. It's not a bad emotion. It doesn't make you a bad person, but it's uncomfortable to feel it. So if you can minimize that as much as you can, like why wouldn't you? So in a scenario like that, If you're jealous because you feel insecure in your own job, then, you know, you don't feel passionate about your job or whatever. You can take that as an opportunity to be like, all right, well, like maybe I should be looking for something that I'm more passionate about. If it makes you feel jealous because financially you are really struggling and it makes you feel really bad about yourself because you're really having a hard time and your friend isn't. That's an opportunity for you to honestly just say to your friend, like, listen, I'm really struggling financially and and I'm really happy for you. I don't want you to think that I'm not. It's just that it's hard for me to hear about your like financial success when that's something that I'm really struggling with. And that's a completely normal thing to say. In fact, that's a boundary, right? That's a it's a topic boundary that's saying, like, I'm uncomfortable talking about this topic. And all that's going to do is reduce the discomfort for you. But again, there's really nothing wrong with being jealous. It's a completely normal thing to feel. Everyone is jealous. Everyone feels jealousy every day. Everybody covets their neighbor's fine cow. It just is what it is. And especially when it comes to exes, which we're going to talk about boundaries very specifically in the next segment, but especially when it comes to like exes, I feel like people, oh, like my friend texted me like the other day, a friend of mine from high school, her ex just got engaged. I still follow him. I don't know why. Like I never, <laughs> like never even liked him, but I'm like still following him. So I saw, and she texted me, and she's like, "Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Is it weird to feel weird when your ex gets engaged? Like, is there something wrong with me that I feel jealous? Like I don't want him, and I'm happily in a relationship. So is it wrong that I feel jealous? Is it weird that I feel jealous? And I just had to say to her, like, no." <laughs> That's like one of the most normal things in the entire world. You're like jealous because there's a part of you that's like, well, why? Why wasn't it me? Even if you don't want it to be you, even if there's absolutely zero part of you that like wanted to be engaged, maybe there's a part of you that wanted to be engaged first. Or maybe there's a part of you that really just you always thought, well, what if? Like, what if we had ended up together? Like, it doesn't mean that you're not over him. It doesn't mean that you, like, are still in love with him or whatever. But it's, like, completely fine and normal to feel weird about it and feel jealous about it. Like, it is a normal emotion. I feel like that happens a lot as you get older. Like, people in your life getting married and you're like, wait, (laughs) is there something wrong with me? (laughs) What is going on? And that's, like, fine. 
It's literally fine. It's completely fine. Another really common scenario is like maybe you have a friend that gets more attention from like people you're attracted to than you do. And there's a little part of you like as much as you love her and as much as you, you know, think she's the best. There's a jealousy there. There's like a feeling of like that's not fair or you might feel like why are you taking these you know, guys from me or these girls from me or whatever, when like, obviously that's not happening or whatever. I mean, maybe sometimes it is, but most of the time that's like not what's happening at all. And that's, I mean, I had that in college. Like I had this friend who was just, I mean, drop dead gorgeous, like truly one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen in my entire life. And also just really cool personality, like so easy to talk to, really fun and funny. And like when I was like around guys with her, I was literally invisible. And it was really hard for me not to like feel that jealousy and then like hate her for it instead of being like, listen, like there's there's nothing wrong with me. There's truly nothing wrong with me. She's not doing anything on purpose. Like we're just it's just it's just hard, like finding it within myself to just like take a deep breath and be like, okay, I love her very much. This is not her fault. But also if I feel a little bit jealous, that's completely justified. It's completely normal. It is completely fine to feel jealous. Jealousy doesn't make you a bad person. I could say that a hundred times. Jealousy is a completely normal thing. I actually genuinely hate when people are like, I literally never get jealous. It's like, oh, um, are you like emotionally stunted? Like, (laughs) oh, are you just like not in touch with your emotions? (laughs) Oh, you've never been jealous? You're not a jealous person? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Because I just don't think, I think there's nothing more human in this world. I think there is no more human emotion than jealousy because it comes up everywhere. You can be jealous of friends. You can be jealous of career things. You can be jealous of people you've never even met. You can be jealous of exes. You can be jealous of your boyfriend's ex. You can be jealous of your ex's x is x like jealousy has no rhyme or reason but it is completely normal and so human like i just hate that we vilify it i think it's ridiculous to vilify jealousy as though it's not as normal an emotion as sadness or anger or happiness like it just is what it is there's nothing you can do about it and the more you're gonna fight against it and feel like you're a bad person just for feeling a feeling the harder it's gonna be it's that clean pain versus dirty pain thing clean pain being the actual feeling and maybe the feeling makes you feel bad and then dirty pain is like oh but I shouldn't feel that way oh it's bad for me it's wrong for me to feel that way the dirty pain that's what's gonna fuck you up Because you're adding this layer of shame. Shame comes into everything. You're shaming yourself for having an emotion. And maybe somebody else is shaming you for having an emotion. But again, like jealousy is a truffle pig. Jealousy will tell you exactly what's going on if you listen to it. You almost have to think about it as a part of you. Like the way that I kind of personify my anxiety, right? Like I personify my anxiety. I think of my anxiety as a little doggy. He's barking at the mailman. He doesn't understand that the mailman is not a threat. And I say to the dog, listen, if you want to bark, you can bark, but there's nothing wrong. And also like, if you want to hang out, you got to chill. Like if you want to like hang out on my shoulder here, that's fine, but you have to chill. And the more that I talk to my anxiety like that, it helps me. The same thing goes with jealousy. If you personify it, you think jealousy is like, yeah, sure. It's a fucking truffle pig. The truffle pig is snorting. And you're like, hey, man, <laughs> what is it, boy? What is it, lassie? Is Timmy in the well? 
Like, what is it? If you're able to like talk to your jealousy and say, what, what is it? What's going on here? Why do you feel this way? And really get to the root of what is causing the feeling. There are a lot of things in your life that might just get better by acknowledging the fact that this emotion is telling you something because it always is. Jealousy doesn't exist in a vacuum just like crazy doesn't exist in a vacuum. There is always a reason and that reason is always valid. I know that there's like such a, um, it's really easy to kind of be like, I'm jealous and it's crazy because there's no reason for me to be jealous. Okay, no, there is a completely a reason for you to be jealous. Like <laughs> there's a reason and it's a valid reason because it's your feelings and all your feelings are valid. It doesn't matter if you say it out loud and you're like, I sound <laughs> like a fucking lunatic doesn't matter doesn't matter because it's how you feel and if you acknowledge how you feel and you allow it to be there and you don't treat it like it's crazy or wrong or bad in some way it's gonna be easier to like release it and move past it and not have those like thorny uncomfortable feelings and I think as we're gonna get into in the next segment unfortunately I think when it comes to dating like there's a lot of almost gaslighting that goes on when it comes to jealousy. Like sometimes you're really jealous and you're right. Like, <laughs> and your boyfriend or your partner or whomever will be like, you're literally just being jealous for no reason. You're being crazy. You're being possessive. And it's like, okay, but why is the gut feeling going off then? Why is the truffle pig snorting at me? Like, why, why am I hearing oink, oink, oink in my fucking head right now if nothing is going on, if there's no reason for me to be jealous? Like, maybe, maybe I'm right. I had a friend, her boyfriend, I think they'd been dating for like three years. There was a girl he worked with that like, always she just always had that little ring of jealousy and she would try to ignore it because she's like I'm literally being crazy I'm being crazy this is wrong this is bad there's no reason that I should feel like this they broke up (laughs) he told her I like would literally marry you but like I can't date you or something like that where she was like what the fuck are you talking about what are you talking about yeah and then a month later he hooked up with that girl from work And honestly, that happens a lot (laughs) because your intuition is telling you something, but you don't listen because you're so afraid of being like crazy. And that's where the boundaries of the whole thing come in. Specifically, when we're talking about boyfriends, exes, you know, your partner's ex, this is where the boundary comes in. And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot to say about this. So uh, yeah, let's get into that. Lord, this episode is all over the place. Okay, this is going to be some some tea, some shade. So I want to say this like from the very, very jump. I have truly no negative feelings towards any of these people at this point. I, you know, I, I think everyone does their best. People behave poorly in relationships sometimes and it doesn't make them a bad person. <laughs> it just means that they were like being dumb or whatever. Whatever. Again, no hard feelings. Please do not go and like stalk anyone or send hate to anybody. Like, please, like, let's just like be cool, be normal. Okay. Now that that disclaimer is <laughs> out of the way, I'm going to say this boundaries when it comes to your boyfriend and their ex or your partner and their ex, that shit is, um, 
that shit can be thorny. That shit can be difficult. And the thing that gets me every time is that it really shouldn't be. Like, I feel like in a healthy, communicative relationship, there should be like absolutely no issue because A, your partner will want to respect you enough that like they under- they will understand where you're coming from in terms of discomfort. They are not going to invalidate your feelings. And also like you will understand where they're coming from and sorry that's my birth control you will understand where they're coming from and be able to like validate their experience and trust them enough that like it's not a problem but that you know that doesn't happen all the time right so in my last relationship oh boy (laughs) okay my ex is one of those people one of those super weird fucking people I'm sorry I think it's so weird like god bless him I hope he's you know having a great life I have no problem with him but he's like one of those people that has to be friends with his exes, which I think is so fucking weird. Like, be civil with them. Fine. Don't talk shit on them. Fine. You want to be best friends with your ex? Then you did not really love them. Like, maybe after a couple years, maybe I could be like close friends with somebody. I mean, like, I remember Mike, my Mike, <laughs> like I'm still I'm like good friends with him now. Like we like still talk like we're friends now but it's been years since there was any kind of romantic or physical connection between us years and it took us a long time to even get to a point where we could speak without it being a fucking problem like now like we're fine because it's been four fucking years but like I cannot I'm not gonna be (laughs) being friends with my ex like really good friends with my ex right away you're fucking on crack like you're insane what is wrong with you I don't think you loved me if you really want to do that. You like, what's wrong with you? Okay, sorry. That's kind of a different topic. But anyway, so he's one of those people. And he was really, really close with this one ex of his. Like, really close. Like, they would FaceTime, like, she would FaceTime him when we were, like, in bed together. Things like that. Where I was just like, this is too much. Like, this is, this is not, I am uncomfortable. And also, like, when... When our relationship was kind of starting, when we were just like talking, he would tell me about things from their relationship, you know, because we weren't together. We weren't dating. We were just friends. Like I knew all these details about their relationship, like their sex life and like things that I was just like, I don't want to know about this. But now I know about it and it's in my head. And you every time I look over at your phone, you guys are texting paragraphs to each other every time she calls all the time. One time we were like on vacation and um, I woke up in the middle of the night and he wasn't in bed. And I was like, what's going on? But like kind of normal. He like had bad insomnia. He couldn't always sleep. And I like heard in the living room that he was FaceTiming with her. And I literally was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> like I was so uncomfortable. But I was like, OK, well. They're friends, and I know that that's important to him. And also, I didn't want to feel crazy for, like, bringing that up, especially because he said, like, a hundred times. He acted like it was a character flaw to be jealous. It took me a very long time to ever say anything about it because he would always be like, yeah, this, you know, the girl he dated, you know, she was fucking crazy, but she was never jealous. Like, she didn't have that, you know. And it's like, well, you're literally driving me crazy. (laughs) literally being so weird and it's making me so uncomfortable and I don't blame her at all I really genuinely don't I don't think she really knew better like I genuinely I mean this I think she's a sweet girl I don't think she knew better but for him like 
the fact that there was no part of him that even thought that that was weird like the fact that there was no problem I was like gonna freak out like I was and I felt horrible about it I felt so guilty I was like what is wrong with me why am I jealous of this person and like why am I so angry like why why do I feel so weird why is this like the stain on our relationship like why is there this thing and I felt like it's not worth bringing up because he's not doing anything wrong (laughs) (laughs) ma'am you know how sometimes you're like I wish I could go back in time and hug myself I wish I could go back in time and slap myself in the face. Bestie, what? (laughs) Bestie, you were so uncomfortable. Bestie, you were uncomfortable for months. And it just kept getting worse because like the more I didn't talk about it and the more that I let it like fester, it got worse and worse and worse and worse because it was like this unspoken thing. And then I felt choked and I felt horrible. And he was not the world's best communicator. I've been very clear about that. And so I felt like if I brought something up, it would just like be a fight. And I was so scared to lose him. And like I didn't, you know, I just didn't think he would choose me over her. But that's not even what I wanted. Like, it's not like I wanted them to not talk to each other or not be friends. It's just that, you know, maybe don't FaceTime when we're in bed or like, (laughs) you know, like maybe like just talk about her like 70% less, perhaps. Like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) like it was just weird and it made me real uncomfortable and my friends were always like you have to say something and I was like no and they're like you're dumb (laughs) finally I like was really drunk we were like really drunk one night and I brought it up and I wish I hadn't done it like this because I don't even really remember what I said but I was sobbing and then we like were awkward for like I think kind of the rest of our relationship (laughs) like yeah and it was so weird because it was like instead of just bringing it up in like a normal and healthy way where I was just like hey listen it makes me a little bit uncomfortable like how close you guys are I totally understand that this is your relationship I just would like really appreciate it if like you would just understand how I feel about it and maybe just like don't bring her up as much or like you know that kind of thing which is like a completely normal request and even here I'm like trying to justify to you guys that it was like normal instead of trusting that like if I was feeling that uncomfortable there was something like going on that was wrong like I am not some evil monster person who like didn't want him to have friends (laughs) like it was just a really uncomfortable situation and I didn't really know how to handle it and I felt so guilty the whole time for even having those feelings I felt horrible about it I was like I'm I'm evil I'm a monster like I'm why am I like this jealous crazy person like I need to chill it's fine but like I was that uncomfortable it wasn't fine you know and he should have well you can't control what other people do right you know if I were him perhaps I would have just you know had a little bit of a better boundary there when I was in a new relationship and understood that that's a normal thing but he doesn't <laughs> he didn't and I can't control what he does I could have only uh, controlled what I did and what I should have done in that situation was brought it up calmly um had very like manageable expectations and really um expressed myself to the best of my ability I made it really clear like what exactly the boundary was. It's not that I don't want you to be friends. It's not that I'm uncomfortable with you talking in general. I just feel like there's it's too much like and I don't want to hear about it. And that's completely reasonable. Of course, the way I brought it up, not the best. 
But also his reaction was not great either. <laughs> I don't know, which sort of leads me to feel like mm, even if I had buttered up in a normal way, I'm not 100% convinced that it would have been okay. There were other problems between us besides this. So like, like maybe I'm putting a little too much on this one scenario. But like, yeah, I wish I had brought it up in a more manageable way because... Because theoretically, it could have just been a more positive experience for both of us instead of like kind of being a fight, which it ended up being. And in his defense, like he was, well, he did his best. He was understanding about it. And I think he kind of understood where I was coming from. But again, he like, but again, he is one of those people who like has to be friends with his exes. So I don't think he totally understood why I thought it was so weird. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, he did, he did in his defense, like do better. And then he also like, he her and her new boyfriend they were like in town and and he made sure to be like hey like is it okay with you if I like see her like see that and I was like yeah absolutely well because like you told me that that's what you were gonna do or like you communicated about it that's all I want like I want you to just communicate with me it's not that I'm like yeah fuck this person it really is just that like I was uncomfortable with the fact that there was no consideration for my feelings in any of it. And like as a partner, yeah, you should consider how your partner might feel about a, about something like that. It is always completely reasonable to feel uncomfortable with something like that. It's completely reasonable to ask that your partner have consideration for you in that sense. So I guess like, I don't know, there are, you know, there are things you can ask for, right? in terms of a boundary you can say listen I really just don't want to hear about your former relationship that's a topic boundary super easy I'm not comfortable hearing about it I just really don't want it I don't want to hear about it I don't want to talk about it reasonable normal calm fine you got this I think it can get dicey sometimes where you feel like you're being controlling or you feel like you're being crazy possessive uh, in some way being like asking them to talk to them less or asking um, them to see them less but then at the same time it's like yeah but like why are you talking to them so much like why are you seeing them so much like there's always going to be an element of like what's going on there I I don't understand um and understanding the nature of their relationship is is helpful for that like understanding like okay they dated five years ago you know their high school they dated in high school that's not like a real ex right so okay if you guys are friends that doesn't really bother me I just don't really want to hear about your relationship like or I don't really want to hear about this person because they make me uncomfortable. I just honestly think that in a relationship, your partner should kind of understand that those like that kind of stuff is uncomfortable. And if they're refusing to ever like put your thoughts in consideration in a scenario like that, if they're like only putting their own thoughts and feelings first and they're like, well, they were in my life first or like, you know, like making you feel like you're a bad person for feeling uncomfortable with it. That's kind of a red flag. Like I would just maybe be considered about that because I genuinely think that a partner who wants things to work with you will completely understand that that's just not something you want to hear about or like that's not a person they want to see popping up on your phone all the time. Like you like you as the partner will then be able to have the boundary with your ex in your own mind to be like, I'm just not going to talk to them as much. Like, I'm just not going to text them as much or I'm not going to respond to them as often when they text me or like, 
maybe if they're in town, I'll have coffee with them. But I'm going to like tell my partner like, oh, hey, like my ex is in town. They wanted to have coffee. I'm going to do that. I'll be like, okay. It's not like you have to ask for permission. It's not like you want your partner to feel like they have to ask you permission because then I feel like we maybe are getting in the territory of controlling or or something like that. Like you never want to like cut people off from relationships in their life. But I think that there should be a level of consideration of just, look, we're in a relationship. We are partners this kind of thing makes everybody uncomfortable. Like you're a liar if you think it doesn't make you uncomfortable. It makes everybody uncomfortable. Having a level of consideration about that is just kind of the basic. It's like the normal thing to do. If your partner is really obstinately refusing, which like, again, in my defense, my partner, my ex, like he didn't refuse. Like he understood what I was saying, you know, and he I believe that he did his best. Like I genuinely think he tried and I will give him props for that. But if your partner is really refusing to see where you're coming from on that, really refusing to understand how you might be feeling and refusing to like change or adapt any of their behavior just to like make you not cry every night, like that's um, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a red flag. And it's not necess- it's not like their their ex's fault. It's not, you know, anything like that. It literally is the fact that like they're being selfish, like they're not putting your thoughts or feelings into consideration and we don't want that fuck that so yeah a topic boundary I think is a great place to start when it comes to x stuff just saying listen I'm just I don't really want to hear about your ex I'm uncomfortable talking about that with you that's a great boundary another thing you can ask is like if you do see them I mean you don't have to ask for my permission uh I just want to know so like we're open and communicative about that so I don't feel like you're like seeing your ex behind my back, which might make me jealous or make me uncomfortable or make me think there's something going on, even though I trust you. It's just a weird situation for anyone, you know? That's normal. You are not crazy. You're not being like insane or bitchy or weird or wrong or bad for that. There's nothing wrong with feeling a little jealous about that. That's somebody who theoretically loved your partner, touched your partner, like, Someone who had a whole friendship and relationship with them before you even knew them. Like, yeah, it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. There's a little jealousy there. There always is going to be. And that's okay. That's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with feeling jealous. Listen to your truffle pig. Ask what he's jealous about. What's the real problem? What is making you uncomfortable about it? And you know what? Maybe it's even that like your partner isn't really doing anything. It's just that like, you're uncomfortable with the fact that they even have an ex and that's more of like a okay let's let's take a deep breath (laughs) people have former relationships that is what it is but still you don't have to hear about it if you don't want to that's a really simple boundary that I think we can all go for and all agree is like very simple I'm uncomfortable talking about this or I just really don't want to hear about your former relationship. I don't want to feel hear about this person. I have no problem with you guys being friends. I have no problem with you guys being in each other's lives. I just don't really want to hear about it. And I feel like that's very reasonable and a very simple boundary that anybody can enact. And we'll start there. Uh, if you have more specific like ex boundary issues, happy to hear about it. And we can talk about that next week, perhaps. But other than that, besties. I think that's our episode. Let me do the song of the week. Oh, the last thing I just want to say, just one more time. I know I've said this a hundred times, but like, please, please, please 
don't ever feel bad about feeling jealous. It's a completely normal emotion. Do not vilify it. It's really not a big deal. It's going to be okay. You are normal. You are a nice person. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling jealous. It's just an emotion that happens. Do not worry about it. And now that's the episode. (laughs) All right, let me pull up our song of the week. Oh my fucking God, I'm a monster. Once again, did not do the playlist. I swear, I swear I'm going to do it. Can you like bug me? Can everybody send me DMs, et cetera, and yell at me to do this playlist? Because I will. If you bug me enough, I will do anything. And that, (laughs) that's a promise. (laughs) Okay, I know this is like going super viral on TikTok and whatever, but honestly, I think it's the song of the summer and so we're putting it on the playlist. It's About Damn Time by Lizzo, our queen. Is she saying Balenciussies? Like Balenciaga pussy? Like, is she saying Balenciussy? Is that what she's saying? Is that what the lyric is? Because... Or is my brain internet poisoned? Anyways, it makes me laugh every time, so I hope it is Balenciussies and... Yeah, um, I hope you have a better week. If you are struggling with any of the news this week, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm feeling the same fucking way. You know, we're all in this together. (laughs) No high school musical, but we're all in this together. And yeah, I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope this week is better than last week. I hope every week gets better. I hope the weather is good. I hope you get to frolic. I hope you go on many flirty little walks. Um... And yeah, uh, I love you guys so, 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 so much. As always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.